Hi there. Welcome to episode one of The Spaces Between Us. I'm Jasmine. And I am Shu. And we are your hosts for this Harvard Alumni for Education podcast. This is a gathering place for alumni to share meaningful work and to connect with ourselves and with one another. We are also here to expand traditional notions of the field of education, be it professional or informal. Wherever you are coming from, we're glad to have you with us on this journey of discovering the spaces between us all. And without further ado, here is the conversation with our first ever guest, Rin Haisa. Hello, hi Rin. Hi, can you hear me okay? Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you for having me today. It is morning in Hawaii for me, Jasmine, and nightfall in Egypt for my co-host, Shu. Joining us from East Coast, USA, where it is late afternoon, is our guest, Rin Heiser. Well, we thought we could start off with a reflective question to center all of us today. So the question is, where are you coming from today? And you can answer it in any way you want. Maybe we could go one round around and just say where we're coming from. I am coming from an unexpected place of creativity today because I had to get up at 6.30 to make teacher appreciation cards for my son's teachers. <laughs> coming from my fourth day of fasting for my first Ramadan, and I have slept for like over 12 hours because this helps me get over my my hunger Mm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. yes that's where I'm coming from Mm. see I am coming from my bed in my apartment in Alston Massachusetts I'm sitting on my bed I am looking at my dog who's looking at me and uh, dedication and devotion to my mission. As Rin starts to share more about coming from a place of dedication and devotion to her mission, this is probably a good time to tell you more about who she is and what she does. A graduate of HGSE's higher education program, Rin is currently the program coordinator for academic excellence programs at MIT's Office of Minority Education where her work is centered on listening to and guiding students as they navigate college life and work towards their personal, professional, and academic goals. We ask her to share a little more about what it's like to be there for these students in such a capacity, especially during such intense and uncertain times. It can feel sort of like tedious and like it's a lot of work but it's really grounded in meeting students where they are at and connecting with them and making sure that their questions are getting answered and they have what they need. Students you know have conversations with me about whether or not they should do PNE or if they should keep it as a letter grade. My students who are interested in going into the medical field want to volunteer at hospitals and clinics but it's dangerous and sort of having these conversations where I'm navigating the nuance of their concerns and their fears and their hopes and dreams on top of the pressures of systemic racism and discrimination that have really bubbled to the surface several times this past year as well. I'm hearing a lot of 
compassion and empathy for these students and guiding them, you know, helping them navigate college life, decision-making processes, um, trying to make sense of how to connect, as you say, their hopes and dreams and ambitions. I understand that you've been doing this for some time, and I was wondering if you could share more about why education? How did you get started on this journey for yourself? Wonderful question. Honestly, I think education's in my blood. My paternal grandfather and grandmother both completed their college degrees. My grandfather went on to complete um, a doctorate degree in Spanish language studies. And so that side of the family was had very strong higher education inclinations. And my mother's parents completed high school and went directly into the workforce. And my mom herself did not complete a degree uh, a college degree until I had graduated high school myself, but she was a really strong advocate for my and my sisters going to college. And so there was really a strong presence of valuing teachers and education and doing the best you can in school and um, getting as involved with uh, extracurricular co-curricular activities as possible. When I was in high school, I really got involved with Junior Rotary and um, Interact Club. Um, so those are a couple of local volunteer organizations to the area I was in. I found that I was really attracted to volunteering and service. And I found out about College Possible, which was the AmeriCorps experience that I did for two years before moving out to Boston. College Possible works with low-income, first-generation students of color. Although I don't personally 100% identify with that, there are some aspects of being low-income that I do. For the parts that I, I didn't necessarily personally identify with, I built stronger empathy for the concerns of, of those populations of students and also understanding the nuances of different populations and even areas of the city that I was working in. So yeah, that, that was a very high impact experience. And within my second year, I was doing a bit more career exploration and I was talking to a career counselor from my undergrad alma mater and I said, you know, I really love school and I want to get a doctorate in something because I love school so much and I know that getting a doctorate means that you have to be in school a lot which is why maybe erroneously I wanted to get a doctorate in psychology. My career counselor was like you know you could go to school for what I'm doing which is you know being a higher education administrator and that blew my mind. Prior to this conversation, we sent you a bunch of questions. It was really interesting going through your answers. And something that, that really just caught my attention was when you answered the question about one to three books that have greatly influenced your life. So you mentioned Charlotte Webb, Julie of the Wolves, and 13 Reasons Why. I think it stands out for me because it's very resonant, you know, the theme of care in everything that you talk about and the things that you do. Could you just walk us through these books and the impact that they've had on your life? I've always loved dogs and wolves and animals. And I think it was really powerful 
at the time because Julie was an Inuit woman who escapes abuse to like reconnect with nature. Thought it was really empowering to hear the story of a woman get away and make a life for herself um, until she couldn't and she eventually had to return to civilization because she got sick. And then 13 Reasons Why came to my mind a girl who commits suicide and she leaves a tape and the big message that I got from reading that book, like, I don't remember all the individual reasons, and I haven't watched the show. You never know what you're going to say or do that's going to negatively impact someone's life. You know, I mean, this this girl was being mistreated in all these different ways, and people were not thinking about how the way they treated her would impact her. And I know, like, there's some controversy around the book and especially the show for portraying like what like self-harm and mental illness looks like but for me the message that I got at the end was you know I was like I'm never going to be mean to somebody yeah. ever I received that message and it's that message has been part of me like since then and I think I read that book in high school I think it's incredible that you read all these books when you were a child and the lessons have stuck. I feel like these are incredibly important lessons, whether it's about unconditional love and protection or about empowerment or healing, also about the, the impact we have on the people around us and how to be very careful with these precious lives. I think every book has a story to tell or a point to make. Even if it's a point that I don't agree with, I still want to challenge myself to consider the message or consider the point. Because, I mean, someone took the time to write that story, so they had something to say. Out of all of the books that you have read, is there a book that is yet to be written? And what will be the lesson from that book? Yeah, that's an awesome question. I'm actually writing a book right now. Is a family memoir through the lens of education over the course of the summer and um, you know the, the fall up until January, I started collecting interview time with my family so I could see narrative elements in all of the, the stories. I think the, the lesson that comes out is that education is not only in schools. And that was the case for my grandfather who got a doctorate and my grandfather who received a high school education. Both of them really valued hard work, had a strong work ethic, instilled that value in their children, and took all the opportunities they could to as learn as much as they could about the things that they were passionate in. I personally want to say how much I appreciate what you're discovering because as a stay-at-home parent, the amount of time I spend with my child at home, it's, it's all about learning. You know, it's mutual learning, it's learning about the world through his eyes, it's unlearning a lot of things that I've thought was the right way to parent. And I'm mm. figuring out that it's not necessarily the case. Yeah, the, the family component is very strong in in education. It's the journey that people go on outside of school and what they experience and what they remember.
I think faith is something that comes up in my family a lot. Like what were my great grandparents' faith backgrounds and how did they talk about that with their children? What informs your path and practice in education? Is it family and faith? Is it community and cultural heritage? Is it experiences of discovery and growth? In our conversation with Rin, we catch a glimpse of what it's like to be a listener of student voices, a seeker of meaning in every tale, and a keeper of family memories, while always being both an educator and a learner at the same time. What a privilege it is to be able to listen to her story as well as the stories she listens to. Where does your story in education begin? And where are you going from here? And now, to bring this conversation to a contemplative end, here is Rin Heise with an all-original poem. This one's called Stories. What stories do you listen to? Which ones are you watching? Something not too heavy, just for fun while I do the washing. I tell her of the man in the Chevy who planted roses in a town of liars, with men his bedpost notching, though mixed with mystery and murder, could not be higher. Perhaps the one about the bee herder, who sold honey to her neighbors, and creating opportunity for her daughter, the fruits of both her labors, and awaiting the time they all fly free. Or maybe of hero watchmen, champions of darkness, tellers of needed truth, though not when you're faint of heart, their Pompeian journey would recur the nightmares from your washing cellar. I'm afraid I'm botching this, a list of what I'm watching that's light enough for choring and will fight away your boredom. But these are tales of love, loss, bitter and sweet. So I find there's something to which you'll relate. Thank you for sharing, it's amazing. What a wonderful way to, to finish off this conversation, honestly. Yeah, totally. Um, it kind of covers the spectrum of happy, sad, curious, dark, light. Because I think that's how education goes too, isn't it? Yes. It's an entire spectrum yeah. for sure. <laughs>